This is Keeping Connected, a special series produced through the Connected Nation podcast. In this series, we talk with leaders working to secure the broadband and digital futures of our communities. Specifically, we talk with individuals who serve in varying public or private capacities, working to ensure our communities are keeping connected. I'm your host, Wes Kerr. Today's guest is Jessica Moy, the Executive Director of the Michigan Infrastructure Council, MIC, housed in the Michigan Department of Treasury. In this role, she is responsible for bringing together public and private utility and infrastructure owners, regional representatives, finance and policy experts, and state agencies to deliver a 30-year integrated infrastructure strategy for Michigan. Ms. Moy has over 20 years of leadership experience across academia, government, and the private sector. Ms. Moy holds a bachelor's degree in anthropology from the University of Michigan and a master's degree in geography with a concentration in GIS and cartography from Michigan State University. Jessica, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Wes. Yeah, it's great to have you join us today. Uh, I'm uh, as a as a map geek. I'm excited for the opportunity to talk with you and, and maybe a little hear a little bit about your GIS and cartography background. Uh, it's uh, it's fun for me, and I'm just a hack, uh, but uh, certainly enjoy maps and, and working with uh, mapping data myself. So it's kind of fun to talk with you. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, as a way for us to kind of dig in and for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better, uh, I, I like to ask all of our guests, specifically those who are uh, on the uh, task force, what what would our listeners find you doing away from work or away from all your official capacities? As you know, we are in the midst of COVID-19. And um, so some of the things that I would normally be doing, I am not these days, which is lots of travel Uh I do have that geography background, so I am definitely missing a lot of travel opportunities. <laughs> um, but we're finding lots of ways to get out and about in our own community. Um, we have walked every day as a family. We've taken a walk every day since March 13th of 2020. Um, and that's really been our goal is to get outside, enjoy our local parks and in uh, community and just walk every day. Get out there. Get outside. So I have to ask, have you by chance kept up with uh, how many miles that, that has equated to at this point? You know, I haven't. Um, it's been more about the the daily outing than the mileage, but our standard loop is about two miles a day. A little bit of math gets you pretty close. That's, that's, right. uh, that's, that's impressive. Uh, I know as as our family has dealt with this, it's been important for us, even, even if we don't get to get out and, and get a lot of time, just to get outside, get a little fresh air has been so important in this process. And, uh, I, I hope we don't, I hope we don't lose our appreciation for it when, when things loosen back up a little bit here. Agreed. Would you mind taking a, a little time to discuss what the council does and specifically some of your responsibilities there? Sure. So maybe I can just take a step back and provide a little bit of background about the Michigan Infrastructure Council itself. That'd be great. It shouldn't come as a surprise that Michigan's infrastructure is challenged. Uh, we are a big state and we have an expansive and complex network of infrastructure across water, transportation, utilities, and of course, communications. A lot of that infrastructure is aging or at end of life and is in need of repair or replacement. A lot of how we approach those repairs and replacements uh, is asynchronous in its uh, approach. We have a siloed infrastructure in terms of ownership. In our state, we have over 300 different asset owners across those different infrastructure types. 
So the work of the council really began a few years ago uh, with the 21st Century Infrastructure Commission. And that was a set of leaders who were brought together to sort of set a long-term vision and set of recommendations across all of these different infrastructure types, transportation, water utilities, and communications. After that, um, there was also an infrastructure asset management pilot where another set of leaders really looked at asset inventory and data collection um, that we would be using as a state to make infrastructure decisions long-term. So the MIC itself was founded through legislation in July of 2018. So we're really not very old, not even uh, three years old at this point. And we're very thankful as we have crossed administrations uh, that this current administration continues to put such a focus and emphasis on infrastructure in our state and understands that infrastructure is really the key to the health and well-being overall for our state. I know, Wes, you're not from Michigan, but, um, you know, our current governor ran on fix the, fix the darn roads. Um, there's also been dedicated funds um, that have gone toward water infrastructure. And then, of course, as you're well aware, through the Connecting Michigan Communities Grants Program, support for broadband initiatives as well. So basically, the MIC is an 18-member council. We are housed in the Department of Treasury and staffed through the Department of Treasury. But the council itself is comprised of um, a number of leaders across our state. There's nine voting members that are appointed through the governor's office and the legislative quadrant. And there's nine non-voting members that represent leaders in state agencies, the Water Asset Management Council, the Transportation Asset Management Council, and the Michigan Public Service Commission. So we're really fortunate to have such a diverse council bringing together all these different perspectives from different geographies in our state, um, different levels of leadership in state and regional and local government, large and small communities, and then certainly subject matter experts across water utilities, transportation, and communication. And then as you mentioned in my intro, the ultimate goal of the MIC really is to set that long-term strategy or integrated infrastructure asset management. So across all of these different sectors um, and asset types for the next 30 years across the state. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite a quite a set of goals, especially and and from a long term perspective, thirty years. You know, it's hard to imagine uh, planning and and trying to make decisions that that are going to have you know while we while they all have lasting impacts. To know that that's part of the goal is um, to, at least to me is fairly daunting. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big mission, um, but it's you know it's exciting to be a part of it. It's critically important work. Uh, Especially given the the amount of time and, and effort that's necessary, and just as you as you mentioned, uh, aging infrastructure, and so uh, there's never a time better than the present to to try to address that and, and make the most and most efficient uh, use of uh, you know repurpose and rebuild and and uh, you know I guess revitalization of the infrastructure that exists. Absolutely. Jessica, we'll kind of dig in. Uh, how important do you believe access uh, to broadband and technology to be? Well, um, you know, at risk of sounding like the broken record of the past year, uh, I think we all can agree that COVID-19 has really only intensified the need for access to reliable broadband technology. So many of us now um, are working and schooling remotely. I will say even in my own house, at any given time, there's three to four of us fighting for the Wi-Fi. Um, My own office is the furthest away, so I often lose that battle. 
Um, but it's truly critical to how we perform our jobs, how we learn, um, how we connect with our friends and relatives since we're not in person, um, and, and even how we are entertaining ourselves because we can't go out and, and travel. Um, so that's sort of that personal piece. From a broader MIC perspective, um, I would say that it's critical in terms of how we interface with our government, right? So at the municipal level, the regional level, and state level, and, and federal level as well, how these um, different infrastructure assets interface with one another. For example, um, many of our complementary assets in water and transportation and utilities depend on feedback sensors that require broadband. So that interconnectivity is really increasing um, as we look into the future, and the importance, therefore, of broadband is continuing to increase, and access to that reliable broadband is important. It's interesting to see how you know smart city technologies, and as we say smart city because that's kind of where um, a lot of those types of technologies uh, have gotten their start, but we're seeing those those types of technologies really advance into uh, the broader geography. And, and it's interesting to see just how connected so many different uh, assets uh, from our infrastructure, from infrastructure perspective, uh, have this, uh, have a connectivity component now. And so it is neat to hear you talking about that. And, and always of interest, uh, how, how you, I'm sure you see lots of new uh, and innovative uses of those types of technologies, particularly in the, in the infrastructure area. In your role, what concerns you the most with about adequate access to broadband and technology? You know, I listened to a few of your other podcasts and I think a lot of your guests really um, have thought about that from the individual citizen or business level. And I really think that with Mick, um, Again, it's that bigger picture of how these infrastructure silos fit together. So thinking about, um, you know, how we're leveraging communications technology to send and receive real-time data. Um, and so it's really important across these different infrastructure types. Um, and as we plan for the future out into the next 30 years, um, that um, we're keeping that integrated um, thought process together. You know, that's a great assessment. I think you're right. So many, you know, a lot of our guests have looked at that from kind of a different perspective and, and certainly can't, um, you know, that that big picture of how all of these different infrastructure types really uh, connect with one another, uh, no pun intended, mm -hmm. uh, but how they connect with one another and, and how, um, you know, core technology and, and, and broadband infrastructures really kind of tie in, you know, for their usefulness and, and ultimately how they interact with one another. It's just, it's really neat to kind of see how that works um, collectively, I guess. So Jessica, what, what can we each do to help our, or be involved with, you know, broadband technology expansion, so on and so forth? I wanted to mention a big initiative that Mick is getting ready to release in the next few weeks, and that is our Dig Once project portal. So the portal itself is really aimed at collaboration and coordination around construction projects. And just like the name says, Dig Once is this philosophy that if a road is being repaired or a right-of-way is opened up to um, take a look at a water line for maintenance or utility for maintenance, um, that we take advantage of that road opening or that right-of-way opening to inspect and repair other infrastructure at the same time. 
um, or to even uh, lay new infrastructure like fiber. Um, we know that that collaborative approach uh, can really add to cost savings. Uh, anecdotally and through research, uh, we know that those cost savings can be up to 15 to 30% of a project's cost if we work together. Similarly, um, we can take advantage of efficient use of resources. And I don't just mean like the construction crews, but also local resources. So when you think about getting permits or sending out public notices, we can take advantage being able to do multiple projects with less citizen burden overall and impact to our communities. No one likes to see a road paved and then the next year drive on that same road and have to go around the orange cones again and see it ripped up for a second time to now take advantage of laying another set of infrastructure. So it's really about that collaboration and coordination. And we know that communications is a big part of that and getting new fiber into those right of ways as well. So basically the portal will take advantage of GIS technologies. We talked about those a little bit at the beginning. And we will have maps of upcoming construction projects across uh, transportation, water utilities, and communications infrastructure. And then when the GIS system understands that there's an overlap of projects in time and space, then it will alert the asset owners and provide pertinent contact information so that those asset owners can collaborate with one another and set those communications. I'll put a plug in for our website, uh, michigan.gov slash MIC, M-I-C. If you have an interest in um, learning more or actually enrolling in the portal itself to either view data or contribute data, um, you can get access to that through our website. It's wonderful to hear uh, that initiative and the work that you're doing there. I know, um, you know, several other states and and then, you know, other regions and whatnot have have worked on on similar projects. And uh, it's always good to to do what we can to coordinate the work. And like you said, it's not just the the I guess the core. Uh, construction resources and things like that, but uh, certainly, you know, in our communities, uh, being able to to organize and, and coordinate the work that's going on um, just has a has a big impact, and and you know can be you know those are dollars saved by by taxpayers when they see uh, that, like you said, we're only opening the ground up once, or or it's in a coordinated effort, or you know maybe it's the the laying of of infrastructure that that maybe it's not used now but can be used later on um so when we start to communicate and work with one another to to find solutions it's it's always a good thing so true uh in your role what do you believe is the most important thing you can do to help impact the digital future of those you serve i think i talked a lot about sort of the collaboration and coordination across these different asset types and I think that, you know, one of the other fundamental pieces to the MIC is this concept of asset management and really taking care of these assets from cradle to grave, right? From installation and maintenance to ultimately their replacement and really planning for that, um, that life cycle of the asset. So one of the other big initiatives that we've been working on is what we're calling the Asset Management Readiness Scale, or the scale, um, the readiness scale. And basically, this assessment helps asset owners look at their asset management maturity across five different competencies. 
So people in leadership, right? Do they have the, do we have the right people in the room to make these decisions? Um, data and information. Now in Michigan, you know, in some areas we really excel in the data side of the house, especially in our transportation area um, where we've been collecting uh, condition data for almost 20 years. But also in planning and decision making, policy and governance, and external communications and knowledge sharing. So you may be doing a great job as an asset owner, as a municipal asset owner, but you may not be getting that information out to your citizens and helping them understand the true cost of ownership or the true value um, of a new uh, infrastructure type. So um, it's really across those five different competencies. And the assessment itself allows for um, asset owners to not only evaluate where they stand currently with those across those five competencies, but then also looking into the future, setting goals of where they want to be with regard to asset management. It's just been really exciting to see that awareness of, you know, how do we truly think of these assets in a more comprehensive way? Um, and then ultimately, you know, building out again, I'll, I'll give my feel for collaboration and coordination. Once you have gained that across one asset, then how do you then build that out across many assets, including communications? So that assessment it can be also downloaded from our website for free. That is available to anyone who would like to participate um, and just take a look at their their asset management maturity. Oh, that's, a, that's a really neat concept. And, and I'm sitting here looking at the Michigan.gov slash Mick website and, and see it here. And, you know, I, I find interest in that in the Connected Nation Michigan. We've done some asset data collection work in the state, uh, you know, a year and a half or so ago, we completed work in the NIMCOG region up in the Northeast Michigan Council of Governments. And, uh, you know, just recognizing that or helping that region recognize that there are assets there that maybe um, haven't been recognized for their potential, you know, particularly in that project for their potential to be used as, uh, you know, for, say, wireless, whether that be mobile or fixed wireless deployment in that area and, and helping asset owners recognize, you know, that they, maybe they have an asset that can be utilized for something other than maybe its original intended use. Uh, and so it's, it's interesting that you would go through this process and the scaling um, and, and, you know, how that can be managed and, and then coordinated for other things. Uh, it's a neat project. Absolutely. And really, you know, helps set that context of cradle to grave asset management. So really helping entities prepare for the future with regard to their infrastructure. It's not getting cheaper. It's not getting uh, younger. Um, so we really need to be preparing for that next stage um, in its lifespan. Sure. Uh, as we look to expand and increase broadband and technology availability, adoption and use in our communities, is there any advice you'd give to others? I think overall, uh, it really comes down to uh, that working together, right? So finding those partners and really enhancing the collaboration and coordination pieces across our state and, our, and across our different infrastructure types. Sure. And Jessica, as we start to kind of wrap up here for today, uh, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to discuss or, or would like to bring up? Nick really sees itself as a partner, um, a across communications and, and the other infrastructure types, helping build support and collaboration and coordination, and ultimately setting the stage for the next 30 years with infrastructure in Michigan. 
Jessica, we really appreciate you joining us today. And, and in particular, uh, I want to thank you for all that you do to help secure a digital future for Michiganders. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Wes. Today's guest has been Jessica Moy, the Executive Director of the Michigan Infrastructure Council. I'm Wes Kerr. Thanks for listening to Keeping Connected. If you like the show and want to know more about our nonprofit, head to ConnectedNation.org and look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, or Spotify.